And then there was the Kerry senior footballers. And what can you say about Kerry? I mean, you love to hate them, you hate to love them. They're brilliant when you watch them play. And at times they can play some of the best football on the pitch. But at the same time, in the same breath, they've probably maybe not lived up to the hype in the past couple of years that a lot of people probably thought they had, including myself, you know. 2020 I predicted them to win the All-Ireland and it didn't quite work out that way they were beaten by Cork in the semi-finals last year surely they were going to win it especially with Dublin going out Tyrone maybe just not quite there yet Mayo we know what they're like in All-Ireland finals so Kerry surely this is their opportunity surely this is their year and it didn't quite turn out that way Peter Keane has since obviously been removed Jack O'Connor has come back in a manager who's been there won it done it all the rest he's the man that you want in charge of the Kerry senior footballers. Probably some new faces coming into the side this year as well. So exciting times for Kerry, and they're definitely going to be up there, no mistake about it. And today I was delighted to be joined by Liam Brosnan, former Kerry senior footballer himself, and he came on the show to discuss all things Kerry ahead of the upcoming 2022 GA season. We chatted all about last year, what went wrong against Tyrone. We talked a bit about uh, Peter Keane being removed and the whole story behind that. Some fresh faces to come into the panel as well. We also touched on Austin Stacks and some of their success and also touched on this weekend's game against St. Finbars. And we discussed what could happen for Kerry in 2022. Can they get over the line? Can they end this mini famine and win the All-Ireland? Can they beat Dublin along the way? And who might be in front of them to stop them winning that All-Ireland title? So if you did enjoy this video, I do very much appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, the season previews, all the rest, I appreciate it there'll be an Armagh and Dublin season preview out later in the week as well and hopefully a Mayo Tyrone preview to come next week as well so stay tuned for those videos stay tuned for all the previews podcasts match reactions absolutely everything still going to keep going with the club content as well so stay tuned for that my name is Aaron I'll see you all in well I'll see you all in a minute Before we get straight into the podcast, I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, D Kirby GA Star. Declan Kirby GA Star Championship Journey. It's a series of GA team children's books written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan. You can check it out in the link in the description down below, of course, as well. Follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club, recently formed a promising GA team. The book is now available in Easton's and all good bookshops, so check it out in the description down below. And let's get straight into it. So I'm delighted to be joined here now by former Kerry senior footballer Liam Brosnan to preview the Kerry senior footballers ahead of the upcoming 2022 GA intercounty season. Liam, I suppose first of all you're all set anyway for a bumper Kerry season ahead. We were speaking off air there about some of the club action and whatnot so you're all set ahead for I suppose a big year for Kerry GA as always with any other year I suppose. Yeah and look we're, we're really looking forward to it I suppose but uh, with the way it finished up last year there's a, there's a bit of a uh, there's a bit of unfinished business down here. I think even the players' minds and a lot, a lot of a lot of supporters as well. All the what ifs, Aaron. But um, look, yeah, we're look. It's is like we said there just before we came on air. Our club football only finished really there on Saint Stephen's Day. Um, you have the the uh, what do you call it, the McGrath Cup is starting on Wednesday night, and then you have Sigerson. So there's there's a nice lead in now to um, to get get to whet the people's appetite for football and. And seeing uh, a lot of new players, uh, I think Jack will have a lot of new players thrown into all these games in the, in the next couple of weeks. So look, it's time for the young fellas to, to step up to the plate and see what, what they can offer. And what's the mood been like since uh, that All-Ireland semi-final against Tyrone? Because I suppose the 
I mean, I remember the game quite vividly well. I mean, at one stage, it looked like Tyrone weren't even going to play the game. I mean, at one stage, it even pulled out a championship because of the whole COVID crisis. And then they come back and obviously win the game and go on to win the All-Ireland. So what's the mood been like in, in Kerry since that All-Ireland semi-final defeat? Well, I suppose it has been, it has been, diff- there's been different, there's been different moods, you could say, because as you know, the, man- the management has changed as well since. Um, look, getting back to the Tyrone game, look, leading into it, we had a, we had a very good league campaign. Like we kicked, I think it was a 13, 16, in, um, in, in all the five games. And things were moving well uh, come, come to the, the championship game itself between uh, Clare and Tipperary and then Carkin. They were still moving well. So we were really looking forward to the Tyrone game. But I think this, this COVID thing kind of, it upset us a small bit, all right, because if you think back um, to, to, to the Tyrone game, I think it was five or six of the Kerry players went down with cramp. And you know, you can use all the excuses in the world, but when when you're trying to get a team to peak for a certain weekend, and it's so professional now, Aaron, and, and that's the way teams are, it did it did kind of upset us because it put us back a couple of weeks, and it played us into Ty- Tyrone's barrow more more than us. This this is not a this is not a complaining at you know, but it, it did it did affect us. It did affect us a small bit, all right, and I think it, it showed on the day. And even watching it back there over Christmas, it, it was on TV, and um, it was a game that we, you know, we we left after us. Even though um, the neutral might might mightn't say it, but I, just looking at small little things like David Clifford not not coming out in extra time. Now there there were big things for the, for the management, and at the end of the day, there was only a point in it. Um, a couple of silly goals, but look, you got to hand it to Tyrone. They 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 came out of the blocks. They had a plan. And their, their plan worked and they went down and won a fantastic All-Ireland. Yeah, do you think the criticism was even a bit harsh maybe of, of Kerry a little bit? Because I suppose, like what you said there, I mean, plenty of injuries in the game and obviously Clifford goes off in, in extra time. And it, it was a one-point defeat to the eventual All-Ireland champions. And, and like what you said, I mean, there was a lot of disruption for Tyrone, but I suppose there was a fair amount of disruption for Kerry as well. So was some of the criticism a bit harsh, do you think? It was, it was really. I thought the management put up with, with a lot of stick as well over it. But look, it was out of their hands. And at one stage, we didn't know, you know, leading into an All Ireland semi final, if you're a part of a management team or you're a manager of the Kerry team, you didn't know when you were going to be playing. You know, so it was very hard on the staff and stuff like that to try to get players up to is it going to be next weekend? Is it going to be the weekend after? And I think that kind of upscuttled things a small bit, all right, for Kerry. And they got, look, they did get a lot of stick, they did get a lot of stick over it down here. And look, um, Lord Mercy and Paddy O'Shea, he, he had the famous saying about the Kerry supporters, and look, it, it, it probably is, it is true. And um, look, winning All Ireland's is, is the big thing down here. Like, if you look back at Peter Keane's tenure, to, he won two league titles, two Munster titles, an All Ireland final, winter replay, and it still wasn't good enough to know. So, Jack is stepping into the hot seat, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be, there's pressure on him from the world goal, and Jack, Jack knows that. Look, Jack. Jack has been there. He's done that. And um, I think that's why he has scouted a lot now for the county championship. A lot of new, new players going to be um, put in when once stacks are finished. They have three or four good young guys as well that will be coming in. But like it, the only thing now, Aaron, is that in the county football, young guys, it's it, it takes a year or two to, to bed in. So, you know, but at the same time, we're only, for me, I think we're only looking for one or two players. I think um, maybe, you know, as, as if we can get our centre-back position um, sorted, 
I think there will be a change in goalkeeper this year. I see Shane Murphy from Dr. Crokes in there. He probably, for me, he's probably our best goalkeeper in the county at the moment. Um, I, could, I could see him uh, being very close to Shane Ryan for, for the number one position. And there's only a few small things in because, look, we still have David Clifford. We still have Sean Ishe, Paddy Clifford, Tom Sullivan. You know, we have a nucleus of a very good, very good team. You know, it's, it's just, to, just to get the, the small little things right on the big day. Yeah, because it almost seems with Kerry, it just seems to be that balance between attack and defence. And in some ways, like you've seen the one year under, well, obviously the year where Kerry got beat by Cork, I suppose. Maybe Kerry were a bit too overly defensive that year, but maybe the other criticism in the other years is maybe that they've been a bit too attacking and a bit too brilliant going forward. And maybe that's what cost them a bit in, in the throne game. So do you think maybe it's just about finding that balance, of, I suppose, between attack defence and maybe with the introduction of some new players, like you said there as well, they might, I suppose, help in, in plugging those holes for Kerry? It, uh, yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I think we were in a kind of transition because, you know, Kerry football was always flair and attacking. And down through the years, it has evolved. But I think we're coming to that stage where we have evolved with it because a lot of club football down here now, players are used to playing in the, the, the way even the inter-county has gone. You know, club managers have set up different systems as well. So it's, 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 bidding, in and it's bidding in a bit, all right. And um, I think a lot of it as well is that, look, we lost a lot of kind of leaders of the team, the likes of the Aidan O'Man, he's the Kieran Donahue's, these guys, you know, and, and they're hard to replace. And um, it's coming to the stage now where we have kind of a new year of, you, you'd have David Morn, you'd have Paul Gainey you now, which would be your kind of new lead, not, well, I won't say leaders, but you know, the elder statesmen of the team. But then you look at Sean Ishe and David Clifford, they're still very young. No, no, we've been looking at them like David came straight from minor into senior and automatically he was an all-star the first year. You know, he's still a very young, young man. And then his brother, Paddy Clifford, you, the, the Tom Sullivan's, like I said, all these guys, you know, uh, that, you have new guys coming into the thing now, like, like Dylan Casey. There's, there's a lot of been spoke of down here with Austin Sachs, Joe O'Connor. Um, you have Tony Braston, who I did be looking for big things as well in the, in the next year or two as well. So the, the caliber is there, but it's to gel him, it's to get him. And I think that as well probably didn't help Peter Keane was the, the COVID leagues, as I call them, you know, the, the structure. You didn't get enough of games, whereas Jack will have a, probably a full league campaign this year. And it'll probably, it'll probably help with get, getting players on the field and getting players game time, especially the young guys. You saw last year Mike Green who came in and slotted in uh, wing-back lovely. But in the semi-final, he was taken off. You know, it was a big occasion. He was just lacking game time and a bit of experience. And that'll stand to him. So I think that's, that'll be a big thing for, for Jack going forward this year is having kind of, as we said, normality in the leagues and getting your squad game time and building a squad and get a bit of morale. Because like, like I said, Peter had two great league campaigns High scoring, winning great games, but we just didn't have enough of games, you know, to get guys to get guys bedded in, and I think that that kind of hindered him in in, in the end. Yeah, and I suppose it was an interesting decision in in some ways of the removal of Peter Kane because, like what you said there, I mean, there was plenty of transition in Kerry, obviously with a lot of the older guard, I suppose, retiring and and stepping away, and a lot of younger players coming through, and then you had COVID as well, and. Obviously, the defeat to Cork was a, a major setback, no doubt about it, from a Kerry point of view. But I suppose other than that, like it really wasn't all too bad. Like probably played a Dublin team in their prime, probably the closest to beating them out of anyone during that six in a row spell. And then obviously last year, like we said before, plenty of 
injuries, a long layoff between the games. So was it the right decision, do you think, to remove Peter Kane? You know, it, it's it's hard it's hard to know. And like I said, down here earlier, this look Kerry is Kerry is Kerry, and if you don't win our Ireland's, no matter how many leagues or or amongst the championships you win, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be pressure on you in winning our Ireland's. And unfortunately, look, Peter was there three years. His term was up. You has you it's like any county. You have a certain amount of people who were looking for him to go, and you have a certain amount who will stay. Me personally, I thought look, he could have got another year or two. Because I was looking at the overall picture of the, the two years that he had, like the first year that he had a, a clean campaign, he got to, he won the league and he got to an Ireland semi, an Ireland final against Dublin and probably should have won it, you know, in the first game and lost it in the replay. You know, second year COVID hit, third year we were, we were, we were still on COVID. So look, I was kind of in the, in the camp of just give him another year or two and, of, 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 of a full of a full campaign and let, and let him see what he can what he can produce because I do think we were we were climbing steps all right we were improving we lost a lot of the old guard there was new guys stepping in but um, but like that it's a results driven game uh, they're on about the premiership and stuff like that when you're down here in Kerry and you're listening to the Kerry supporters and you're, it's it, it can be fairly it can be fairly robust at times yeah I suppose it's no different and up here in Dublin, obviously with with Desi Farrell as well after after exactly, last year yeah. and whatnot. I suppose that's I suppose that's probably the harsh reality for a lot of the I suppose so called bigger counties. You know, you've seen it with Tyrone and the Mickey Hart as well. Obviously, when he stepped away there a year ago, I suppose that's kind of just the way the the game has gone or the, the modern day era. Like, because I suppose a lot of people were saying, I suppose the treatment of Peter Keane was harsh and maybe it wasn't. I suppose the the right way to go about it. But what do you think? Yeah, look, we, we usually down here in Kerry don't air our washing in public and it kind of went kind of went public our eyes. And it's like everything now with social media, everything just gets out there a lot quicker and you know, stuff like that. But look, we have when you're looking at it from the other side of it, we have a guy like Jack O'Connor coming into the into the into the fray. Like the man has won everything. Um, I've I've played under Jack. Jack's a, a no-nonsense manager. You know, Jack is going to Jack won't give a damn what what you'll say, what I'll say, what the supporters will say. He'll do what he what he what he sees right, and you know he'll he'll do a system. And I think look, you know, whereas in one hand you'll say right, it's a pity that Jack that that Peter lost out, but then I suppose we're lucky enough that when you're a team like Kerry, you have probably the best managers want to want to manage Kerry. And look, I think we have probably one of the best managers in the last 20 years this year. But no more than me and you taking over the team. He's, he's going to be under severe pressure. He, like if he, if he doesn't bring an All-Ireland to, to, to carry in the, next, in the next two years, he's going to be sitting down here like the two of us and he's going to be out of a job. You know? So it's, um, yeah, it's ruthless. But like you said, it's modern era football. It's, we'll be always on about the premiership and like, like that, but the premiership managers are on a lot more money than Jack O'Connor and Dizzy Farrell and these guys. But uh, for the last little stick they put up with, you, you would wonder why fellas why Phyllis would, would go for that job. Yeah, because I suppose for Jack O'Connor in particular, like obviously his third spell as Kerry manager, won the All-Ireland uh, in his first year and, and, and the, in his first two spells. So I suppose there's a good omen there. And I suppose he's coming into a team that's looks ready-made in many ways for an All-Ireland. Like I think they've been favourites. Like Kerry were the favourites last year, obviously once the dubs got beat. And I think even going into those semi-finals, given Dublin's sort of, I suppose, uncharacteristic performances in Leinster, I think a lot of people felt that Kerry were probably the favourites and even in 2020 as well I think a lot of people seen them as the team to maybe go all the way to the final and, and challenge Dublin I suppose the closest more than anyone so like they've got the players there like you said before and with a manager like that coming in I mean I'd imagine there's 
definitely a lot of excitement and, and pressure at the same time for Kerry this year. Yeah, and it's it's like you said, um, I think I seen there was it last night that Kerry and Dublin are favourites again uh, this year for the for the title. I think, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's going to be very exciting, and I think down here as well, there's a, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of excitement because uh, we know that we have we have the squad, we have the players with a few with a few tinkles here and there that'll that'll rattle us. But we'd be hoping that you know, the Jack Factor might push it over the line a small bit. We're just short that little bit. And hopefully this year that you'll always get a kick off a new manager. And um, I think, you know, with, with Jack, with Jack at the helm, Jack plays a kind of a system as well where he looks, you know, rough for a, a, a number 11 that's like a playmaker. And I do think there's, you know, there's guys there like Zapati Clifford and, and Shawnee Shea that will fill, will, will fill that role for him. Whereas he did it for years with Wimber with Declan with Declan O'Sullivan, you know he likes that. Even he's on the twenty-one teams that he took over in his minor teams, he had a structure like that. And and I think Jack will bring Jack will bring something different to the Kerry team this year. And look, he brought down Paddy Talia. There was a lot of noise as well down here about that being a tire. I think it was it wasn't so much about being Paddy Talia. It was that he was a Tyrone man. You know, from a lot of fellas because uh, I suppose with the with the fun that we have with with the last with the last decade with Tyrone. You know, but uh, I think Paddy will bring a lot to the to the setup as well. And you know, professional coaches aren't very hard to get around the country. And look, we'll we'll look forward to see what he can bring to the table. Yeah, I was going to mention Paddy Tally as well because do you think there'll be a an emphasis maybe more so on on the fence this year and maybe I suppose finding that balance maybe because we've seen last year with Kerry they love to get the cornerbacks forward and the wingbacks forward and I suppose overly attacking in many ways. So I think with Paddy Tally in there, could there be more emphasis? I suppose, on that defensive uh, of unit and structure of the team and maybe, I suppose, a bit of a style change to what we've seen from Kerry last year? I, I wouldn't say there'll be, a, there'll be a massive change. I think what, what we need really is a number six that'll hold. I think that's, that's the big thing. And I think if they can find a number six that can hold, like we have very athletic uh, wing backs when you have the likes of Gavin White and, and even Mike Breen and Tom Sullivan and Brian Begley and all these guys, I think that can get up the field. You know, it'd be very hard to stop that, but you you need a number six. And I think that's that's hurted us against Tyrone this year as well. Wide open. If you look at the goals they got, wide open down to the middle. Now, if you're number six and you're number seven and the number five are, are traveling up and down the field, you know, I would not like to be playing inside the full back line because you have no cover whatsoever. So there will there will be a different a, a, probably a different structure. All right, but I'd be very surprised if if he. If he deviates away from, I want, do not be, some people call it the carry way attacking football. You know, there's no point having the likes of David Clifford and Shawnee Shea and Paul Ganey and all these guys up front if you're not going to kick the ball into them. And I just hope that because, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If Jack goes down that road, I don't think he'll be accepted down here in Kerry because the Kerry supporters want to see football going forward. They don't want to see ball going backwards and over and back. Um, so I think for, for, for Jack's sake, he, he wouldn't want to go too defensive because, you know, for years, I suppose, when we didn't have forwards like David Clifford and these guys, you'd, you'd have a reason for it. But now when we have scoring forwards, I, I think, look, at the end of the day, when you put the ball over the bar and hit the back of the net, that's what win games. But you need, you need a, a balance. But I think a number six will be a big, will be a big thing for us this year, uh, a sitting number six that's not going to be roaming around the field. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I suppose first up for Kerry in the league is Kildare as well, which I suppose has that added spice to it now as well with the fact that Jack O'Connor will be going up against his uh, 
his former team. Like, I suppose normally you'd look at that game and see that would be a nice start for Kerry, I suppose, probably playing the weakest team in the league on paper anyway in Division 1. But I suppose now it has that extra added spice to it. And I'm sure the Kildare lads will be fired up for it as well. Exactly, yeah. And look, Kildare are always a tough note above Newbridge anyway. You know, a nice tight field. You know, they, they'll, they'll, they will love to get Kerry into it. And especially the first day because, you know, people, Teams are early back training and it'll be the first, the big, big outing, probably a lot of new faces on the field. So there'll be a bit of, there'll be a bit of, uh, a bit of pressure on, on, on those guys. You know? So yeah, look, the league, like I said, the league is going to be a very important uh, thing for, for Kerry and for all teams this year because they're going to have time to get players games. You know, there's, there's not going to be just three games next year in the championship like it was last year, four games. It'll be, it'll be a proper league series. You know, it'll give us, more time as well to look at players and look at teams and see what where they're going. But um, yeah, I think Jack Jack will want to get off to a good start. I think Kildare would be a game that when you sit back at the start of the year that you'll be saying right there, there there are points that you should be picking up, you know, because there's there's a lot of good teams in Division One. Yeah, I suppose we've seen Kerry treat the league very seriously, obviously over the past two to three seasons. Obviously, been in the final twice. I mean, last year would have been a league final. Obviously, there was no league final played, and they won the league the season previous. So, how do you think Kerry will approach the league this year? Do you think they'll treat it with the same sort of seriousness and they'll go as strong as they can, or do you expect there maybe to be a few changes and maybe a lot of rotation throughout the the league campaign? Yeah, definitely will be a few changes, but it's like it's like everything. I think the league is a great barometer for for championship. If you look in the past ten years. The guys that have won the league, the teams that have won the league, the teams that have done well in league, the league competitions, have done well in championship. Now you just can't switch, uh, uh, flick a switch, and turn things on if you have a bad league. You know, momentum is great, and I do think that Kerry will will be taking this very seriously. They will have different guys put in around the place, but I think the nucleus of the, of the team will be the same. You know, you you might have two or three changes in in in, in the area, but. I think like the, the up to ten number to, to ten or eleven players will be your will be will be a lot of your 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 main guys, and then there might be two or three guys dotted in around the place uh, as the league goes on, depending on what kind of uh, results they get. You no, know, you could you could start blending players in more and and you know, giving guys rests and stuff like that. But no, I I can see Kerry Kerry will go all 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 hell bent for this because um, look. The championship doesn't belong rolling around. It's it's it's, it's in the Ireland finals in July, you know. So you've 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 six you've six months really from from now to you no. Know, so that's not a whole pile of football either. So I think it'll be, it it, it will be um, yeah. There'll be no there'll be no holding back to McCary. Definitely not. And what new faces even do you think could even come into the team? Maybe in in twenty twenty one, like like you mentioned, a few of the Austin Sachs lads maybe might break in there. I suppose Paul O'Shea has been a player that I know a lot of people, a lot of fans really have been excited to see come into the Kerry senior team over the past couple of years. So what what faces maybe could you see break onto the team in in twenty twenty two? Yeah, like I said, start. I think our goalkeeper, I think Shane Ryan. I think people who have seen him with Doctor Croaks down through the years, uh, a very very good goalkeeper. Will probably be very close to. Um, uh, sorry, that's Shane Murphy, not Shane Ryan. Shane, Shane Ryan is the is our Ratmore president number one, but um, I think Shane Murphy will will be very close to to the to the goalkeeper position. You have guys in like said Dylan Casey. I'd like to see more of Dylan. You know, yes, he's playing with a stacks team where he has where he has a lot of guys playing in front of him. You no, know, he's been well minded. He's playing 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 very well. It'll be interesting to see him on, on in situations in one on one. No, against inter-county footballers in, in, in the coming months. 
Um, Joe O'Connor is a, a very exciting prospect as well from Stacks, uh, midfielder from Stacks, has been inside the Kerry panel with the last year, year or so. You know, so I think he's a guy that's going to feature a lot this year for us, looking probably around the wing, wing forward position. Um, you have other guys then. Well, you you do you have Paddy Clifford, who's only after year one of an intercounty that you could say an intercounty career. So Paddy's going to have a big a big say as well, and he's he's one of our main guys now as well. Mike Breen last year, his first year as well. You know, so you've guys who have probably got a bit of experience and uh, on their first year, who will be probably you know a lot of people won't know him. Know, as as household names, but they'll be starting to peep their heads above the pulpit now, and they'll be they'll be wearing the Kerry jersey more often. There's a guy there as well, uh, another Crokes forward, Tony Rasslin. You know, very exciting young young forward, kind of cursed with injuries with the last couple of, with the last two years. I'd be hoping if he gets an injury free run, that he'd be an exciting forward inside there with the likes of Paul Gainey and. You know, you have Dara Moynihan and these guys, you know, so there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of other guys in there as well. You have Dara Roach from, from Glenn Flesk and, and I do think in the next in the next week or two with with, uh, with with COVID situation, with everything, there'll be a lot of other guys that are going to be pulled in as well. And you never know in, in a game like that who, who might who might step up to the place and say, yeah, he might he might offer something. But like you have, like I mentioned, five or six players there between stacks and guys who were on their first year last year. I think it's going to be. I think they're the guys that will probably be getting the the most uh, most time to 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 shine for Kerry. And what have your thoughts been on general, I suppose, on, on Austin Stacks in, in, in 2021 and obviously now going into 2022, I suppose. Very good year in, in 2021, but won both club championships and and Kerry obviously beating Kenmare Shamrocks and the. The club championship final and obviously in the county championship then uh, I suppose beating the likes of East Kerry, St. Brendan's and eventually Cairns or Ratley's so I suppose uh, a very good year in many ways for Austin Stacks and I suppose they're well placed now maybe for a run in, in the All-Ireland series if they can get past Finbar's next weekend Yeah I think that's going to be a big game next weekend for him, I think that'll be a big test I saw Finbar's in a couple of games and uh, on TV and no, they're they're an exciting team going forward as well. But the one thing with stacks and they've proved it all year is that um, they're solid. You know, they're they're very structured. Uh, when they get ahead of you, it's very hard to to pull it back. Like there was a couple of games down here in in the championship where teams went down three or four points, came back and drew it, and went ahead of them, and stacks came back and and won the game. So they're not a team that panics very um, that do panic and. With guys like obviously Kieran Donahue up front leading leading the four, um, no, they're they're young, they're fit, they're 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 big young fellas. Uh, Wayne Guthrie, uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne and goals then as well. A very, a very, uh, a, 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 you know, kind of one of these goalkeepers. He's like a fly goalkeeper. You could see him out on a half forward line, half back line as quick as anything. But uh, under Wayne Quinlan, uh, Wayne has done a fantastic job in the last. In the last eight nominee wins is, is is really a stacks man to to the core and he's I think he started off a lot of these guys at minor level and came up with them and but um, yeah very structured very strong the only failing I have with them to be honest Aaron is I still think that you no know, they're finding it hard to get scores you no know, they have no marquee forward and I think coming to a stage now where most of the finals all Ireland semi finals all Ireland finals you probably meeting teams that would have big marquee forwards. And now they have a young fella called Sean Quilter. And I think he, in the years to come, he will be a guy that we will be talking about. But at the moment, for me, this, you know, 
10 this the goals and points you know at times they it, when when they come across you know good teams that it, it could end up like against East Kerry there I think it was a very low scoring game you know they're, they're probably they're probably one of the low, the most low scoring teams to ever win the championship in, in Kerry but like that they do strangle you as well you know if you if you're good forwards and the opposition end they have defenders that can and they have a structure that that can keep a game low scoring as well you know so but I think that's the only failing they have. Other than that, they'll be very hard to break down. But if they meet a if they meet a team that can that can bang in goals and kick and kick and kick points from from a distance, um, I think they could struggle against that. But other other than that, is there many teams out there this time of the year, winter football, that can kick points from 40, 50 yards out and goals? I think they're perfectly they're perfectly set up for winter football because they're big, they're strong, they're fit, and they can move up and down the field in, in waves. And I think that's that's what's um, I think that's what's doing them uh, doing them justice at the moment. And I'd imagine the main I suppose target will be try to trying to limit I suppose Stephen Sherlock and obviously his uh, influence for St Finbars and I suppose plenty of talent on their side as well. So, but you know if they can shut out the likes of David Clifford and, and Tommy Walsh, I'm sure they'll definitely take a lot of confidence going in against uh, I suppose a marquee forward like that for St Finbars. Exactly, and that's that's what I'm saying about marquee forwards. They're going to come across a lot of marquee forwards now in in next in the in the in the in the next part of their run to the to the All Ireland campaign. And it's yeah, they have look. They're going to be looking at the likes of the Dylan Cases, the Jack O'Shea's, and these guys, you know, to do what they've been doing all year. Um, can can they keep it going? Look, they're young fellas. They fear nothing. I suppose they're on they're they're on an exciting run now. It's it's something new for them. And they don't want it. They don't want it to end. And uh, if they can get if they can get over Finn Bowers, I think they'll they'll give it a right they'll give it a right rattle. And looking at them in the last couple of weeks and they're training through Christmas and stuff like that, they're putting in a colossal effort. And um, it it look Finn Bowers will have to will have to be on, uh, at their peak as well to be to beat Stacks. But um, yeah, look, they'll have the Stacks will definitely have their homework done. Like they did at Newcastle West, like that Newcastle West that they made very easy work of wasn't a bad Newcastle West team. And, you know, they have a lot of Limerick footballers in Corbett there in the middle of the field, a nominated all star, you know, a lot of a lot of guys like that. And you know, Stacks made very easy work of them. So they could they could surprise us. They're surprising us all year, aren't you know, even down here in games. And they seem to be winning games handy at times when you don't think they should be winning them. You know, so it's it's going to be an, it's going to be I think that, that game next weekend is going to be very good. Yeah, and I suppose the Kieran Donahue story as well. Like, and I suppose maybe the the one last All Ireland hurrah, maybe for for himself, or maybe he'll keep going because I think a lot of people maybe didn't realize he was still playing for for Austin Stacks at senior level. Anyways, you know, normally when a lot of lads get to that age, you know, maybe they'll start playing junior football or, or drop down a few grades. But you know, I mean, he seems to be he seems to be kept very busy anyway. Whether he's on the pitch for Austin Stacks or coaching with Armagh or obviously doing a bit of punditry with Sky I mean he seems to be everywhere at the minute and it will be quite the the story for 2022 if I suppose if he was to be a part of that Austin Sachs team that maybe went all the way Oh definitely Aaron look I, I, I'd be good old buddies with, with Kieran. Uh, he was involved with me in the Sigerson Cup in Tralee uh, for, for, for a year as well and what a fantastic guy I know he's written a book but I'd say you could write another book about him he's a guy that is just um you know, I don't know how he does it, but the, the body, like, I, obviously when he comes home, the body is in bits, but he's he's ready to go again in, in, in a day or two. And not only that as well, he's playing basketball as well and top for the, at a very high level. 
So the man never stops. And then he sits into the car and he's driving up and down for work. And then he's up to our, our man. Like he's sometimes I, I wonder how, how he does it. And you know, his wife Hillary there, I'd be I'd be scratching my head at times. And she said, Does she ever see him? But like he's he has a you know, he has a head of a 21-year-old. That's the way he's thinking. He's like he thinks he's still 21, even though the body is 30, 30 years, he still thinks he's 21. He's incredible. He's not gonna give it up. There's no way. You'll you'll see Kieran playing for another year or two, at least after this year. And now it would be fantastic if he could go on and you know, come to the the, the the peak of the mountain and win an All Ireland club with with stacks, but um, no, I can see that that man playing. He'll keep playing until the body tells him that he can't play anymore, and he looks after himself very well. You know, he's a guy that's you no, know, he he does his stretches, he does his bit of bit of recovery, and you have to. I suppose he wouldn't be playing if he wasn't. But it's his. I think mentally, I think that's his biggest asset. Mentally, I think uh, upstairs when you, when you even when you're talking to Kieran. This guy just he he doesn't he doesn't do no he doesn't do no and he you know he doesn't if you ask him to do anything he will he will do it and I presume if you're a manager of Aston Stacks or manager of of Tralee Tigers um, Warriors inside it's the same thing if you ask Kieran to do a job for that 21 year old to do it Kieran will do it and he'll try to push himself the way he can he can say right I can do it better than the 21 year old and that's I think that's what keeps what keeps Kieran the way Kieran is. Uh, I think it's just it's just mentally he's a very strong person. Yeah, I think he's putting us he's putting us all to shame and in many yeah. ways. By the way, he's still, by the way he's still going. I suppose at the level he's still going. At. I suppose getting back to Kerry then, like, what's the expectation for this year then in, in twenty twenty two? Is the All Ireland the the minimum requirement, the main requirement? Like what you said before, I suppose All Irelands are expected in Kerry. It's the same obviously here in Dublin, same in many other counties as well. But is that the the main objective and the and the main aim? Because I suppose it'll be eight years, obviously, come July, if if, if Kerry haven't won in All Ireland. So I suppose that kind of gap is, is is building. I suppose year on year. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, as I say down here, we're in a mini famine at the moment, and uh, I do think that with the new manager coming in and everything, I think it's going to be there's going to be pressure on Jack. Uh, minimum requirement every year down here in Kerry anyway, is winning in All Ireland. Alausimber, Lartimersim, Weezy Forkate, who I was on the radio one night, and we were after getting the under 21 management team as uh, John Kennedy was manager, and I was brought in as a selector. And uh, Weezy, he said, No, Liam, he said, You know that if you don't win in Ireland, and it's a failure here in Kerry. And you know what? It was the words always stood out in my head, and he, he's, he's dead right. If you don't win in Ireland, it, it is a failure down here. You know, so it's um, that's that's the minimum requirement. Like uh, a league, I, I like what I'd like to see is a it's a good solid league campaign with with um, you know kind of a couple of new guys coming in. I'd like to see you know a couple of uh, uh, new faces, two or three new faces that you could say right, we can use them when it comes to championship. And um, you know, obviously the 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 monster campaign then like like Cork have a new management as well. We kicked four twenty two against Cork last year uh, one nine, so they're going to be hurting. They're going to be looking for a bit of revenge as well. So. We, when it comes to championship, we can't be looking too far ahead because I think we we learned our lesson two years ago above in Cork that if you look too far ahead, you could be you could be born very quick. Um, but I like I said, minimum requirement is in All Ireland, always is down here in Kerry. Uh, but I'd like to see a good solid league campaign and where that takes us. Then I think that if we can build a, a bit of momentum through the league and stuff like that, we have players that you know will that can get us over that can get us over the line. Yeah, and who who I suppose would you be most wary of in, in that aspect then for Kerry going for the All Ireland? I suppose we've seen last year, you know, it seems more wide open this year in terms of the All Ireland scene. There's probably 
four or five counties really that feel they could probably go all the way in the, the All-Ireland Championship this year. So is there any sides I suppose you'd be wary of if, if Kerry were to come up against in 2022? Yeah, look, there's, you look at Connacht there, you have, you have Galway and Mayo. No, Galway sports are kind of um, unpredictable at the moment, but they're still a team that can, that can really push it up to anyone in the country when, on, on the day. Uh, Mayo obviously or Mayo uh, I feared actually believe it or not I feared Mayo more than I feared Tyrone last year before we ever played Tyrone I said I thought Mayo were going to be were going to be very hard to beat uh, because you know they're, they're a team that didn't suit us I always thought they matched up well with us physically as well and um, sometimes we, we didn't we didn't like that we in the league final not too long ago as well they kind of bullied us a lot so I, I was always afraid of Mayo you go up to the north Anything can happen in North Ireland. Look, you have, like we said, there, Kieran Donahue with with Arma. They were moving very well last year. You know, Monaghan, Donegal, Tyrone. Like that's probably that's 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 just one that's very hard to predict who could come out of that because the Ulster campaign is always an enigma up there um, because it's it's so it's so vicious. And um, then you come down to Leinster. Look, you're probably looking at Dublin, alright, in Leinster. Um, but overall, I suppose look, the bookies are never too far too far away, and I think they have Dublin up there as well as favourites. I think Dublin after last year, look, you can't write off a team that after winning this is <laughs> that many All Irelands. You know, they're hurting after last year. They know what defeat is, and I suppose look, the monkeys off the back now as well because they're after losing, and there's a bit of pressure off them. And I think they will be the team this year that will probably that you'd probably be fearing the most because they're not going they're not going nowhere. Um, they still have very, very good footballers there. You know, um, they have once, once in a once in a lifetime footballers. They're still there, and I think they'll be they'll be the biggest they'll be the biggest obstacle this year again. Is it's going to be Dublin? Is there any surprise teams there? You think that might cause maybe a shock or two? I mean, we tend to see this, I suppose, year in year out when teams go on surprise runs. Is there any teams there you think could maybe cause a shock or two this year? Well, you see, I'd be hoping to be no shock down here in Munster, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Cork, Corker with with the, with with Keith Ricard now was um, you know who I suppose we've all listened to his interviews, we've all seen him from afar and different things. Like, he looks like a guy that can really bond the team, get guys playing for him. You know, um, they they will be dangerous in a, in a, in a, in a once-off game. They will be dangerous down here. But the, if we could get a good, like I said, that's why we need a good league campaign coming into it because. You know, if we don't have too many good games leading into uh, a Munster semi-final or a Munster final. You know, so you need competitive games and good and and good league games to get to get carry up to up to speed. Whereas, um, whereas I suppose above an Ulster, it's different when you have a lot of teams up there where the you know every game is a is an Ulster final in in, a, in an Ulster championship. You know, so. Look, you're going to be looking at Kildare and Meath. Can they do anything? Will they rattle Dublin? I don't think so. I think I think Galway and Mayo could be the one. All right, Galway could no Mayo, no in a in a in a Connacht final or Connacht semi final. You just don't know what could what could happen there. I'm not writing off Roscommon either, but at the same time, I still think that Galway and Mayo would have probably too much in the forward division and stuff like that for the likes of Roscommon and these and these guys. You know so. Look, usually every year when you pick, when you sit down and you pick your four or five teams that could be in an All Ireland semi final, you know, you're very rarely too far too far away. You know, I suppose, especially from with the way the championship is now. You know, when you go from provincial, when it was the kind of the back door and stuff like that, you never know. One of the weaker teams could have a big day and beat a big team, but I think that day is gone now again. I think the big teams 
are so well set up and so well structured now and and coming into campaigns that that it's very rarely would they would they be caught perfect well look listen cheers anyway Liam for coming on and I suppose yeah best of luck for Kerry in 22 I hope you don't beat Dublin anyways by, by any stretch of the imagination but look listen I'm sure it'd be great to see a, a Kerry and Dublin uh, classic again at some point anyway this year yeah I think it's is it semi-final stage we can meet this year I think it is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so we might go for a pint after after that maybe yeah well if Dublin win maybe we will we'll, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or maybe we won't maybe be drowning the sorrows again yeah, or it could be a draw like every game against Dublin with the last couple of years. Yeah, it could it could easily be, could easily be. Yeah. No, so f- fingers fingers crossed for a for a good for a good championship anyway. And look and with this COVID and everything now, hopefully we it, it's that thing goes away and we can enjoy our football. Absolutely, yeah. Like hopefully they can they can have fans back as well and, and crowds because you've even seen in Dublin and Kerry games down the years as well with the fans and all the rest. I mean, it's definitely I always think back to twenty thirteen and that game, like that was an incredible game, really an incredible atmosphere. So it'd be great to see, I suppose, a Dublin and Kerry game or any, you know, Dublin Mayo, whatever, Mayo Kerry with full packed crowds and, and all the rest. Like I think that's what we all want to see really this year. Exactly. We need we need crowds back. Look, we've been at games where in the last couple of years where there was no fans, no nothing. We were lucky enough through radio or through TV that we were stuck in it. But like it was it wasn't the same really when you come out of it. It was just kind of like coming out of a challenge match or coming out of a training session. Whereas when the crowd started coming back, it was it's a great buzz, and you want to go to meet the characters. Like we have we have a, a big um, Kerry Kerry supporters club down here, and, and the characters that go around in it, and I find that the most enjoyable part of it. When you go to games and you meet these guys, and and everybody has an opinion, you know. And my opinion is different to your opinion, and the next person, and you know. So I suppose look, that's what makes the GA the way that the, the way the GA is, and that's what we enjoy about it, and. And fingers crossed that you know that we can we can get back to a bit of normality now again this year. Perfectly, well, top man. Appreciate you coming on. No, Baron. Cheers.